Welcome to another episode of Bowl Court. Are we reliving history all over again? Stick with me right here on the world of basketball. Bowl Court. Yes, welcome, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, everybody, I want to thank y'all for coming out. Join me for another episode of Bowl Court. This is the world of basketball. And yes, I am Coach Drew, and we all know what the world of basketball has presented to us here in 2020. It has been a lot of a lot of sadness. 2020 has taken a lot from us. You know, it's taken our heroes, it's taken our legends, it's taken coaches. But there is a chance. There is a brightness on the horizon. 2020 might be giving us something back. There is a possibility, yes. A remote possibility that 2020 might give us something. Yes, this is the one thing that all Lakers fans love. This is the one thing that all Boston fans love. This is a chance to possibly have a Lakers-Celtics finals. Now, I don't think you understand why this is so amazing for 2020 to have a Lakers-Celtics finals. Wow, that's a mouthful. It's just so amazing. Now, if anybody knows about basketball and anybody who's um, who, who's been through watching the NBA, they understand how strong that rivalry between the Celtics and the Lakers are. From back in the days of the Minneapolis Lakers with George Gervin going out there. Not George Gervin, I do apologize. Um, George Mikan going out there putting up points for the Lakers. These were the times that, you know, the rivalry didn't even really start yet but during the days of Bob Cousy and uh you know those were the days that it was really there the Gil Goodrich years uh um the, the, the days that everybody was out there fighting and grinding and and when basketball was it was a tough sport and they were in a smoke filled arena yes the Celtics and Lakers were there and this is one thing that we definitely would want to capture because it seems like basketball has been a little bit different. Don't get me wrong. The bubble I have thought has been amazing. Just to see it there. But to not hear the fans out there, to not see the travel, to not even see the parquet floor during that time of a run to a possible Lakers, you know, Celtics series, it was, it's hard for me. It's hard for me as a basketball fan. It felt like everything in basketball was changing. Everything in sports, everything in the world is changing. And that's what 2020 was showing us. But now there is a chance. There is a chance. And let's take a look back to our most recent time, our most recent memory. And it is, it is, it is the most loving memory that we have of the Lakers Celtics, the Lakers Celtics uh, rivalry. That memory is of the 2010 finals. Yes, with Kobe Jellybean Bryant going by himself to go get one. And this was after Shaq was gone. He had Paul Gasol there. They were doing everything. And ironically enough, the one person who could say that that Lakers-Celtics rivalry was embedded in him was Rajon Rondo. He was actually playing on the other side. He was playing on the green and white side during that time. And it was a physical game, I must say. I'm talking, they went back and forth with each other. They played to their highest ability. And it was something that 
I was absolutely amazed with. Kobe came out in his first game, as a matter of fact, dropping 30 points. Now, I want everybody to sit back and remember. Yes, that first game seemed like a blowout because it was 102 to 89. But that game was a lot tougher and a lot closer than we thought. And, of course, the Celtics was able to push him to a Game 7. We all remember that miraculous Game 7. Yes, the crazy Game 7 where Kobe dropped 23, where Metal World Peace dropped 20 in that game. And it was barely, they barely edged out 83 to 79. See, I want that experience for my kids. I want that experience for your kids. I want that experience for all kids to get to see a rivalry game go seven, go back and forth. Now, when you sit and you think about the Lakers and what they have already accomplished, you know, going running through um, Houston, beating them 4-1 in their series, you think that they're primed to, you know, pretty much make it through the West. The West is not easily won because there's a lot of teams out there that's fighting to go ahead and contend. And there's a lot of fighting teams. A matter of fact, Right now, at the beginning of this broadcast, there's only two teams that's actually going to be remaining there fighting for that Western Conference. And I will go ahead and dig into that a little bit later. But we got to think about it. With the two teams right now that could be slated to play in that Western Conference Finals, with the Denver Nuggets, they're pretty much one of the most scariest teams that you could imagine. Because they're pretty much like... They're like that cockroach-type team. You could spray raid on them. You could stomp on them. You could turn on the lights. You could do whatever you need to do, but they just won't go away. They just keep on coming back. And that is a type of team that is very scary to play against because you can never put your foot on their throat. You just got to keep on battling. So with that, with that side that you're looking at in the Denver Nuggets, then you got to flip on the other side. You got to take a look. It could be a chance to have an in-town rival with the L.A. Clippers going back and forth against the Lakers to go into that Western Conference Finals. You know, going into that Western Conference Finals. But hands down, I could tell you, in my heart of hearts, I feel like the King is on a year 17 revival mission. So I do not believe that he's going to be giving it up. I think that we are looking at a possibility of seeing the Lakers in the Finals. But who will they play? I would love for it to be the Celtics. And when I tell you I'd love for it to be the Celtics, there's a reason why. Because not like the Celtics has has been uh, slumming, throughout the, slumming throughout the bubble. They've actually been looking very impressive. When you take a look at it, the Celtics were, were set to not even be here at this point in time. We thought that the process would have at least eliminated them with the 76ers playing on the level that they were playing at pre-bubble. And when you add it to the fact that they were going to mix around their uh, roster a little bit, moving Ben Simmons to a forward, and now having him matched up against other forwards that are going to be slower and not as uh, not as aggressive on defense or quick to react on his ball handling skills, you could clearly say that they were going to space the floor and they were going to give Celtics a problem. But it didn't work out that way. The Celtics put them away, as a matter of fact. Jason Tatum took over the first two games, dropping, you know, dropping 33 points in one and 32 in another. It was like, hands down, you could clearly see that they were the better team. And even when Jason Tatum wasn't doing things, you had Kemba Walker that you had to, you had to go against. You had to contend with Kemba Walker. And Kemba Walker, hands down, has been playing some of the best basketball. Remember, he was one of those players that Jordan himself handpicked. So you can only imagine his level of play. He's 
He's about his business. He's going to go at it. So when I tell you that the Celtics-Lakers matchup, it could be a matchup that is far beyond what we're looking for as far as a way to complete 2020 and put a put a little bow on it to hopefully, you know, give us a little silver line into 2020. That would be an amazing feeling. But for some reason, it seems like Gorgon Dragic and Jimmy Butler has decided that they're going to go ahead and say, not so fast. Now, the Heat is the Heat is a great team to contend with. Great storyline in itself. All in itself. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to get into that storyline. I'm going to talk about how the Heat could be a possible contender for the Lakers. And what we're looking at with that. Hmm. Stick with me. Right here on Ball Court. I am Coach Drew, and this is the world of basketball. Uh huh. Two times. Yeah, I'm the D to the. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Ball Court. I am Coach Drew. I know you're saying, why are you smiling? You you just made a whole thing about talking about how great it would be to have a Celtics-Lakers finals, and now you're smiling? Yes, I'm smiling because there could be a possibility of reckoning, you know? There could be a possibility that everybody's going to have to face the truth. Now, when we look at back at 2010, when we were talking about uh, the Celtics making their way into the finals, they had to play against a. They had to play against the Heatles, the Heat team with LeBron, with Dwayne Wade, with Chris Bosh. They had to play against that Heat team to knock them out to actually make it to go ahead and play against the Lakers. Now, guess what? The Celtics are actually in this, this year's Celtics are sitting in that same kind of position because they have to play against a Heat team that is young and dangerous. This team is pretty much, they've showed up at the party. They're too young to be at the party. They shouldn't be at the party anyway. But they've showed up at the party and they're going to stay there until somebody kick them out. But every time you keep on trying to force these kids out, they just keep showing up. They keep on coming back. These kids, I'm like, seriously. Yeah, I want to tell them go to bed. It's past your bedtime, but they're still up. They're partying, and they're doing a lot. As a matter of fact, when I go ahead and tell you that they, they actually fought their way back tonight, um, the Celtics, the Celtics in that game one against the Heat, they pretty much was on a fight for the whole way to think that they had the game. When uh, two minutes into the left into the game, I actually turned it off. I stopped watching because I figured it's okay. Celtics got it, you know. It's, that's how it's gonna work out. Celtics got it. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell everybody about this great, you know, possibility of a latest late Lakers Celtics finals, and they ruined it. The Heat said no. Yes, Gorgon Dragic. He was playing like a man possessed, and it seems like Jimmy Butler has decided that everybody's gonna have to show a level of accountability everybody's playing well. Everybody's going hard. You even had Jay Crowder put up 22 points in this win. With Rodgers dropping 29 points and Jimmy Butler dropping 20 points, you would think to yourself, okay, what does the Celtics going to have to do at this point to get over the hump? Now, I'm not saying that the Celtics didn't show up. They did. 
Jason Tatum dropped 30 points. Obviously, when he was doing that against the uh, 76ers, that was easily moving by them. But this one, he dropped 30 points in the loss. Even Marcus Smart stepped up with 26 points. So the Celtics have this great team where they can spread the floor that's super athletic. And then you have this Heat team that just won't go away. Tyler Hero hits a three late in the game to keep the game going. You know, you have Jay Crowder making threes and spreading the floor, allowing the bigs and, and their guards, their dynamic guards like a Jimmy Butler or O'Gorgon Drogic to run into the lane and do things that you can't contend with. Because, you know, you're not going to have an Al, Al Horford matched up on a Jimmy Butler and think to yourself, okay, this is going to be a good matchup if you're taking it with Jimmy Butler in the open floor with space to work. That's what the Heat is doing. The Heat is actually sitting here telling us that I don't care about how to put a pretty bow on 2020. The Heat is telling us, I don't like the storyline that you're telling us about 2020. The storyline that I prefer to hear is the one where LeBron James has to bear reckoning to the team that he left behind. Would be a pretty good storyline. Don't get me wrong, I would definitely want to tune in. And I would have to say that the Heat will be the perfect team to go ahead and do it. If you're talking about a team playing spoiler, Outside of the Heat, the only other team that I know for a fact has been really great at playing spoiler has been the Denver Nuggets during this bubble. This is something to watch for. This is something to watch for. But I want to go ahead and jump on to another topic. This is a topic that I find near and dear to my heart. As a matter of fact, it is borderline shady or genius. Let me go ahead and tell you why. Because we, we are now at a crossroads. Yes, you heard it here first. The Denver Nuggets has knocked off the Los Angeles Clippers. Yes, so the Los Angeles Clippers is going home. Now, let's go ahead and stop and think. We're going to go ahead and look back. You know, pre-COVID, remember when uh, Kawhi Leonard was making these big moves, secretive moves to go ahead and get Paul George to leave OKC before his contract was up and join the Clippers. Remember how the talking heads and everybody spoke of how this was going to be the greatest thing, a possibility to even knock off LeBron and AD, a possibility to run the West and dominate the West. Now, the bubble has been, the bubble has been more than just a bubble. It has been a magnifying glass. We had, we had a lot of teams was placed under that magnifying glass and they weren't looking too good. One of them we spoke about with the 76ers, but we're going to go ahead and jump into the Clippers. Let's, let, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say some things that's going to be a little bit unpopular to a lot of people. So if you, if you want to go ahead and at me, you can at me at DrewCoach43 on Instagram. Tell me how you feel about it. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. Let me say it right here, right now. All right. The Clippers was oversold to us. I'm telling you, the Clippers was oversold and they underdelivered. Think about this. We had a thought process that the Clippers was a perfect team put together. It had bench players that was able to get dirty. It had physical players. You had the six-man of the year, consistent six-man of the year in Lou Williams. And he was all he was almost a chicken dinner away from actually even being able to play. But still, 
But still, we looked at it as a man, this is a beautiful setup. We had Kawhi Leonard deleted the uh, the year before's uh, MVP, finals MVP. When we take a look at it, we had, you know, we had team a team that was being put together that could rival every other team. And look at the stuff that was taking place during the year that led to what happened tonight. That was pretty much the culmination of what happened tonight. They were it, probably, I think it was, what, five, six weeks into the season, and still that starting five haven't even played together. Practices weren't there. They, people were missing games because they were sitting out. You know, they had to rest them to be ready for the playoffs. These same playoffs that we were in. And let's take a look at how the, they looked during the playoffs. Against Dallas, the Clippers the, the Clippers looked bad. Kawhi was not, not one game against Dallas. You could actually look at it and say, hey, Kawhi Leonard was the best player on the floor. Many times, Luka Doncic came out there and proved that he was the best player on the floor. Even in many losses that they had, Luka was still the better player. Then we go flip side and we take a look. After getting through that series, barely making through that series, we take a look at how they played against played against Denver. They had Denver down 3-1. In a closeout game, in a closeout game, Kawhi Leonard did not take it over. He was deferring. You're supposed to be an elite-level athlete, an athlete that you can say, okay, I could pair another elite-level athlete, and we're looking at a championship. Now, let's take a look at Paul George. Throughout Paul George's career, I must say, explosive, talented, dominated. As a matter of fact, in Indiana, I would say, at that time, I would have ranked Paul George as one of the premier shooting guards in the league. But now, time has passed. After that that major injury with Paul George to his legs. Don't get me wrong. He's been explosive. He's been, you know, he went at it. He's been physical, but he just doesn't seem the same. He doesn't seem that he's commanding enough attention to go ahead and make a difference on the team. And when we take a look at Paul George in the playoffs, he whittles in the playoffs. He's like, he's, uh, he's similar to James Harden in a way, or a younger James Harden where you step up in the playoffs and he's not putting up those points. He's, he, he whittles away. He fades into the background. He becomes a role player. So think about this. Doc Rivers and the Clippers, they risked everything. They gambled everything on a player who was averaging 13 points in the playoffs. They risked everything on a player who, in all intent, role player to ever play in the NBA. Antonio, he wasn't the star on the team from scoring 30. And that's what gave him an MVP. Because if you can stop, stop LeBron from going 30, you must be a great player. But, but Kyle Lowry actually had a phenomenal year that year. Pascal Siakam actually was because of Kawhi. You know? Now, Pascal Siakam still has a great year. Toronto was still, still playing great this year. So when you really look at it, when you really take a look at all these different things, could you say that it was Kawhi Leonard who was the catalyst to getting them that championship? And if Kawhi Leonard was not the catalyst, do you think the price that the Clippers paid for him wasn't too high? And that leads me to the question, paying such a high price, is it going to cost Doc Rivers his job in the long run?
See, these are questions that's going to be answered within the next few weeks. You know, so we're going to stay tuned. We're going to go back to it. We're going to find out if this was, if that move that was made where Kawhi was secretly calling up Paul George, talking to him on the back end, and Doc Rivers scrambling to get cap space and get money up and sending people away and doing all of those things. If all of that effort that they had was truly shady or genius, only time will tell. We will we find that in the next couple of weeks, and I will report it to you. All right. Before I let you go, though, I want to get a quick word from our coach. I know we didn't ta- we didn't tackle uh, ladies basketball, and trust me, my next show I'm gonna jump right into that. I'm gonna go right into ladies basketball in the next show. So, ladies, please forgive me. I do apologize. I'm not trying to forget about you, but there were some topics that we had to talk about. This is a possible possible this is kind of this is a lakers celtics final will be the number one kobe honoring moment because we all know that kobe relished those celtics games so this would be something that i would i would absolutely love so that's why i want to dedicate the entire show to that possibility but before i go i want to go ahead and touch base on something that has actually taken place over the week right we all know that the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo had taken a loss and was knocked out of the playoffs, leaving the bubble and heading back home. What we all know also is from the last show we was reporting, what is going to happen with Giannis? Is he leaving? Is he out of Milwaukee? Is he going to be the next Lou Alcindor, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, to leave Milwaukee and find his fame somewhere else? Or he, is he just following in LeBron's footsteps, getting knocked out for the, getting knocked out in this round, just like LeBron did back in 2010, and before LeBron decided to take his talents to South Beach? Is he gonna follow suit and take his talents to South Beach? We don't know for sure. But here's what we do know: we do know that the Milwaukee Bucks and the Giannis Antetokounmpo is no longer Instagram friends. We also know that Giannis Antetokounmpo has unfollowed every single one of his teammates except for Thanis, his brother. And it does bear signs that he could be making a Kevin Durant-style move to get out of Milwaukee. Now, before he did go on his vacation yesterday, he actually sat down and spoke with one of the owners from Milwaukee to discuss certain things that they can do to help improve that team and help build it up. Now, the owner said that he left that lunch, that three-hour lunch. He left feeling confident that, you know, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo was going to be remaining in Milwaukee. But only time will tell because just last week, right after I did my show, there was reports from Giannis himself that he loved the city and he had no intents of leaving. And then two days later, unfollowed everybody. I don't know if he probably, he probably even unfollowed the deli that he goes to. I think that's... He don't, he don't even want to go there no more. He's like, I'm done with them. So he's on vacation right now outside of Milwaukee. They're probably doing a little house shopping. I don't know. So if anybody sees him on South Beach, we would know why. Or if you see him in the six in Toronto, you would know why. Because those are the two teams that knocked him out. And those are the two teams that he was looking to really be with. That's just a little word from the coach. We don't know for sure. 
But once again, we're going to definitely keep you up to date on what takes place with Giannis and to see how uncomfortable and how awkward it's going to be for that one last year that he has in Milwaukee. Or are they just going to trade him and then do the dumbest trade to ever take place 2.0? We don't know. But you will only be able to find out right here on Ball Court. So before I get going, I want a quick word from our sponsor. You know, when you're tired of living their dreams and you're ready to start living your own, check out cashtocheckin.com slash Drew. Check them out. Cash to Checking is one of the nation's leading finance companies, providing up to $400,000 in unsecured funding for business or personal use. We have relationships with over 250 lenders nationwide. Through the use of our proprietary software, we are able to secure over 80% more funding for our clients. We help clients obtain funding for real estate investment, business startups, down payment assistance, working capital, medical, legal, education, funeral expenses, and more. That was cashtocheckin.com slash Drew. Man, I'm telling you, right now, when things are changing and everybody's making a plan B, it is time for you to jump onto your plan B. I'm telling you, find your new hustle, find your new way. And I want to thank everybody for hanging with me today. I want to thank CWN Sports for allowing me to bring in, to go into your home. And if anybody is listening, I want you to please tune in to the Steve Harvey Morning Show this Friday, yes, your boy Coach Drew is going to be on the Steve Harvey, Mo I mean, the Sean Harvey Morning Show. I'm so sorry. I'm going to be on the Sean Harvey Morning Show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chop it up with them. I want y'all listening. Everybody tune in. Tune in on Facebook. Tune in locally. I'm going to be up there. We're going to be talking some basketball. We're going to be talking fashion. We're just going to be talking. Also, I want you to go ahead and tune into the Blitz as well. Malik, he's doing some big things over there. And, of course, let's kick it. Season 2 is going to be coming up. We're going to have more sneakers, more fashion, more jokes. It's going to be crazy. And thank you for hanging with us. And please listen out, look, and subscribe because Ball Court Season 2 is going to be on its way. And we're going to be giving you that information, that hot take right here. With Coach Drew, but I want to thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you all. Tune into CWN Sports. Go ahead and check out our CWNSports.com. It's going to give you all the updates, the bios, and you can get to know the people who are doing those things. Know who, know who Malik is. Know who I am. Know, know who JT the sneaker guy is. Learn us. Love us. We're here. All right. I want to thank you for choosing ball court. You couldn't be listening to anybody else, but you're listening to the world of basketball. And I'm Coach Drew. This is a CWN Sports Network presentation.